This week we're going to be doing things a little bit differently once again. I have a few things lined up to talk to you about golf access, how we put the boats in, the different ways you can do it. I've got a few clients lined up that have boats on lifts. Um, you can see them here, boats on the lifts in the back, the convenience of it. And we're going to be talking to uh, James over at uh, Sunset Ski and Sports as well as uh, Kevin. He's going to tell, talk to us a little bit about his trailing experience. So not only going to talk about the high and dry and the lift, but also trailering and some of the pros and cons to how you're going to put your boat in the water and some of the challenges you're going to have no matter what way you do it. We're getting after that next. Hey everybody, my name is Craig Cunha. I'm a real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. If you're looking for a channel to tell you a little bit more about what it's like to move to the Southwest Florida area, Cape Coral and Fort Myers in particular, then you found the right channel. This is where you're gonna get all that information. And if you want to continue to get information, go ahead, like the video, subscribe for future videos that come out, hit the little bell and make sure you're notified. And if you are looking for more information, you're not finding in the videos, then you've got to do what everyone else is doing. Call, text or email, because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast. Okay, so we're coming up on James here. He's with Sunset Ski and Sport. Um, we're at his home where he stores his stuff. He stores his boat here. In fact, this is part of the process of what he has to deal with when owning a boat. Okay, so what James is doing right now, he's doing one of the most important things with uh, trailing your boat, is you have to spray this down and flush the engine every single time you take it out. You need to make sure that you are um, staying on top of this because maintenance-wise, the salt water will kill everything. Um, I'm going to show you a little bit more about how it's dealt with uh, when you're doing the on the lift, and obviously the high and dry they do it for you. Um, possibly we'll get to see that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to find um, any boats being done, but this is just part of the process when you're trailering your boat. This is an example of what James has to do every single time he has to fuel up. And he says he does this on a daily basis and he has to contend with all this traffic trying to get into a spot that allows for him to pull through with this boat to fuel it up. And he's also got his set of jet skis over here because this is his uh, jet ski business. It is Sunset Sport and Jet Skis. So there's no other uh, water sports they're able to do right now. There's some kind of city ordinance that shut down all the other stuff. So if you're looking for jet ski rentals, um, you can do it also with James, but right now, He's going to show us the process that he has to go through to get this thing fueled up before he can even launch it. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> How much is this one going to take? Uh, Usually, what's your tank size? 90 gallons. 90 gallons, alright. That's, that's consistent with what I got too. So you can see the fun. Guys, another, another problem we're running into here is um, James just found out that this just limited out. So some gas stations, you're only going to be able to pump so much at a time. What was the limit on this one, James? 125. 125 is the limit here. So if you have to go over that, he's taking some time to have to reset the pump to be able to continue pumping. So lots of delays, lots of possible challenges, but we just happened to not know we needed that much gas. So keep that in mind if your timing is part of your challenge. Here, this area over by the tree is the staging area. So you pull up here, get your boat ready, and then all you have to do at that point is just back it in. That does look like a pretty ass ramp. Oh, it's, it's a really nice ramp. This is okay. 
should be working. And this again is what James does for work. He has a charter boat uh, business and a jet ski business. So I'll have his information tagged down below and you'll be able to um, look him up and get yourself set up for a tour whenever you are in the Cape Coral area. Again, first thing you're going to do in there is you're going to turn your power on, turn your battery on, make sure that you are able to make your systems work. that pull the latch and now he's off and running it's a one-person launch he needs nothing other than that very cool we're gonna move the truck now Check this little island we're pulling up to. And I'm not gonna give the location away right now because some people might not want that given away. <laughs> Once you find little remote places like this, you literally beach the boat and hang out there. I've been told there's a rope swing and a bunch of other things you can do on this little island. But the point is there's nobody, nobody out here. So if you're looking for private little spaces for yourself, this is an example of one of them. All right, so now we're on the uh, return here. We're going to be getting it back on the trailer. And once again, that system that James was showing, it is seamless in that he'll ride it right up on there. And that little mechanical arm is gonna lock it in and he can put this on the trailer solo with that system. Wait, right, so this is where we're rolling it up. It's gonna snap right in there. Hopefully effortlessly. And then I try to line it up. All right, so what you have to do is there is a bar that basically locks these canisters in uh, when he yep. goes to and then just get the gas for the boat. So we're now at a property with Zach, Zach and Joey. You've seen them in video before, but we're loading up the canisters to go to the gas station to get the fuel to be able to gas the boat because he's on a lift. All right, so we, we hit a rainy day here, you know, fueling up at the gas station. What kind of uh, fuel? Ethanol free? Ethanol free. Always. We're doing ethanol free and if you can see it, we've got uh, $4.29 on the price over there. I can tell you that when I gas up out on the water, you're normally in the five to six range per gallon. Um, I get a little bit of a discount. We'll find out what that is when I fuel up uh, next. Uh, this, this one is going to be, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the lift and what has to be done. As you can see, Zach's got his all his cans out here, lines them out, and we're gonna fill all five. And that will hopefully top off his tanks. If not, then he'll, you know, again, top it off out on the water.
No, I didn't. There's one that just, we've actually, we've had the canal get hit and we've, we've watched the neighbor's house across the canal get hit. So then, there is the unloading process. <laughs> and the restack process. Which goes faster if you get the teenagers involved. Oh, hear that tip? Get the teenagers <laughs> involved. It'll be much faster. Alright guys, today we are going to be talking to Zach. He is uh, obviously one of my clients. You know him. Uh, you've seen him before and he happens to be a client that has his boat on a lift. So what we're going to do is go through some of the things that he has to go through and some of the challenges of having a boat on a lift. This right here is, is the boat we're going to be going ahead and uh, going through the, the checkoffs and the things that he's going to do to get ready to go on the water. Uh, but this is just to give you an example. If you're somebody that's willing to pay the upfront cost of a property to be on the water like this, um, in some cases it can be 150,000. In other cases it can be 500,000. It depends on location, accessibility, uh, many of the things. Does it have a seawall yet or not? Does it have mangroves on it? And those need to be taken care of. All these things are things we have to consider when we're looking at the different types of boating. Um, we've, we've already done the fueling and I'm going to talk about fuel in just a few moments because uh, what the cost of fuel is on the water versus off the water, it can vary, but in some, t some cases you might be surprised. This could be considered probably one of the most expensive ways to um, boat if you put into context the price of the home. But outside of that, if that's removed, then it literally comes down to just doing what Zach's doing right now, bringing the fuel. We, we, we got this at the gas station yesterday. The weather kind of screwed us. We couldn't go any further. So now, bright sunny day, uh, we're at it again and we're gonna go ahead and show you a little bit about how you take care of the boat and get it ready to take out on the water. I don't want to start that way. I have no idea how much fuel's in it, so I gotta get on, turn the batteries on, get the electronics going. This is part of the process. You see how fast this thing moves? <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you might have to be patient. Um, again, just part of the process. You've got a lot of things. Zach's uh, got two of the containers there. We filled five yesterday, so uh, we may not need it all. Uh, I think that's why we're going to gauge it as we go, but this is just part of the process. Wait, at, wait it out. Go get, get the rest of your stuff inside. Get the towels, get the food, get all the prep that you're going to need. Oh, there's Joey. She's helping out. Faith, what are you doing? Why aren't you carrying anything? <laughs> Another one of the things you want to consider when you have your boat out like this, as you can see, Zach has a bunch of covers on this. And there are people, let me see if there's any on the, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's, there's any in this area. All these lifts are, are open, but you can put a canopy top over the, uh, the boat in some cases, not all areas allow it, but if you can get that on there, it'll protect it the same way these covers do. But this is just one more of the inconveniences is having to put these on and off. I don't think it's that big of a deal overall, but it's going to save your components and the overall helm in the long run. Um, but yeah, it's just another step in the process. Very okay, careful. anybody that gets on the boat has to do their part. So uh, I'm now handing the next one. <laughs> we work very slowly and carefully when we're near the water with fuel or oil. Zach has a no, 
a no drop policy or no drip policy into the water so anything you do to keep it from going in there dude that's pretty that's pretty solid leaning it down like that yeah it works it works really well wow all right so a little tip for you these these uh cans if i had to guess what would you say the weight on these things is the one of the gas cans when it's full 50 pounds no, not quite that much. Maybe maybe 40 pounds. So you got maybe 40 pounds here. Instead of holding all this weight up, um, Zach found a really convenient way to do this. So lay the can down, let it spill out to a point where it's manageable. Okay, guys, just like um, just like when we were with James and you saw he had to spray down the boat and take care of it, Zach has to do the same thing when he comes back. So he'll spray down the entire boat. He just realized his uh, fresh water tank, he might not have uh, completely emptied it, so he checked it again. There's a little water left, but it's those kinds of things. You can't forget them because then you're going to have problems later, whether it's the odors from a uh, possible mustiness of the water being in there. And again, he closes this back up every time. He'll spray it down. He'll flush the engine. Um, Zach, what'd you say? It takes about 15 minutes to do all about that 15 stuff? 15 minutes. So 15 minutes of care um, to make sure that the longevity of your boat is there. And again, the lift system does everything for him. Um, it's not a big deal. And I don't know, anything you want to contribute, Zach, as far as the process and what you found in the time you've been doing it? No, it, you get a routine and it goes pretty fast. Um, putting the covers on is always, that's the thing I hate doing the most, but the <laughs> flushing the engine and, and using the, the salt detergent, it cleans everything really nice, keeps the salt from building up on components and the hole and everything. So it's pretty simple. All right, well, there you have it. This is just another way that you're going to be able to do your boating uh, if that's what you're coming here for. I'm going to be also talking about the high and dry, obviously, because that's my method. And the other thing I want to touch on real quick, Zach has a little bit of knowledge, but Joey's actually working with one of the boat rental companies. And what she shared with me is that they're all going to have some kind of initiation fee to start. They're going to have a monthly fee, but you're going to be dealing with some restrictions and restrictions, meaning no last minute bookings, no multiple bookings. Um, you may not always get the boat you want. It just depends on availability. So there's a lot of challenges that come with that too, even though it, it might feel convenient in that you just pick it up, use it, drop it back off, and there's no worries. You're still paying a monthly fee and you don't always get exactly what you want. So that's another way to go. The boat rental clubs, they do exist. You can check them out if you want to, see if it fits for you, but that would be the only other way that you're going to do the boating outside of these three other ways that we're talking about. Okay guys, now we're at the dry store. Um, as you can see, hauling all our stuff. You have to get one of these carts unless you want to be dragging all this crap in your hands. And we have already told them that we're here and we're going to have the boat put in. We do have to gas up today, so I'm going to show you how that works for us. Um, pricing. I called the other day and gas here is 502 a gallon, which is yes, higher than at the pump. However, if you're a member here and store your boat here, we will be paying 4.25 a gallon. Yes, over 75 cents, 77 cents really, that we're getting discounted just because we store here. So yes, it can be expensive if you're looking at the overall monthly amount, but as we discussed the Gulf Access, that is truly the most expensive because you have to pay for the land to be there. Anyway, they should be bringing the boat out and I'll give you a little gander at what that looks like and then we'll be off to get the fuel. There she is. That is a 22-foot center console Rabalo. We've got a 250 engine on it. So it gets, uh, 
it's going up to maybe 45 miles an hour when it has full gas and everything. Load it down with our stuff. Alright, so we are just below half a tank and whenever we go out in the water we're trying to keep it relatively full just in case we wander off somewhere and it cuts down the amount of time that we have to um, do all these fill ups. So you do them, do them once every couple trips and then you're good to go. It's a 90 gallon tank so we're going to roll up here and uh, give you an idea of what it's like to fuel out here. Alright, so there's the fueling station. You'll see that they have a pretty decent sized uh, captain's walk. So you can pull a number of boats up here to fuel up. One side is diesel, the one to the left. The one to the right is generally gas. Um, but we're going to go ahead and roll up. The guys are going to help you. So this is a great opportunity to show them some love and maybe give them a tip for helping you out. Getting you uh, tied off and everything. Getting you set up to fuel. It doesn't matter. I just, wanted, I just wanted to be able to hold that sucker in place. <laughs> so that's how we lose all the tennis balls. Well, I just found out about this the last time I came out. So I was like, man, that's that's a great See? tennis ball. <laughs> I put that on as soon as you hit the dock, so we may have time to go ahead and try it. Let's see. No, it's good. It's good. No pumping. All right, cool. Sometimes if we turn the pump on before we're ready, it'll time up, you know. Okay, makes sense. What's the uh, what's the fuel price today? Uh, do you keep the boat here? Yes. Morning? What's the last name? Cunha. It's one one one. C U N H A. N H A. Yes. Um, price. Your price today is uh, four and a quarter. Four dollars and twenty-five cents. Perfect. Perfect. How often does that change? Does it just change with the market? Well, it changes whatever our, our costs are when it's delivered. I see. I see. Yeah, I'd say it probably changed three times in the last two or three weeks. I would fair. say, from what I've seen. Let's see. All right, guys. So that's that's basically it. You're just we're gonna let this thing run for a little bit, uh, and then we'll get going on the water because it's getting a little hot out here. But uh, we'll be checking in a little bit later.
today we're going to be, we're here with Kevin. Kevin, say hi. Hello. <laughs> Kevin had uh, bought a home with me about, what, a year and a half ago? Yes. And he has now gotten into his boating world. And as you can see, he is also trailering. Well, one of the things that um, I had not spoken about previously that Kevin alerted me to is with having access to all these different boat ramps, he can choose which location he wants to put in at based upon weather conditions, based upon how close he wants to be to the, the end destination. And he pre-packs the entire boat before he gets going anywhere. So once he gets to the ramp, it's a matter of dipping it in and taking off. Well, he has to put the trailer back <laughs> in the parking area. But outside of that, he can do this as a one-man show. A lot of places, you can't do that. You do need help, or you're gonna take extra time, or you're gonna be in the elements longer than you wanna be. But I'm gonna just give Kevin a brief moment here to say anything else that might be factually better about this, and the fact, oh, by the way, this boat gets stored in the garage. So there's no storage fees, there's no <laughs> parking fees, it's not sitting on the side of the home getting trashed by the sun. But outside of that, Kevin, what do you think another advantage or one of the best things about this style of boating that you've come to love? Okay. Uh, well, first of all, to speak to your latter point, um, my first criteria is it had to fit in my garage. Right. Uh, what I loved when I started looking around is that for a skiff, you have so many choices to support a Florida-based boat builder. So there's a, a, a number of them out there. So like you said, I like the idea that I can do all my prep in the garage before I even hook it up to go. Yep. And that would include organizing some things maybe from my last trip, icing down the cooler I have underneath my jump seat, and um, really the fact that I can get to, like you said, it, it's great to tow it to a ramp where you can get close to your destination. So for example, here in Cape Coral, I use um, the burnt store boat ramp. Right. Um, and it's easy from there to get to Matt Lachey. And then you can also get to Michelli's, which is kind of easy. Absolutely. The Absolutely. restaurant there on yep. your way out there. Yep. So uh, a lot of dolphin action um, in uh, that particular area. Uh, the primary boat ramp I use is uh, Pineland. Okay, that's and, out on Pine uh, Island. Yeah, so that puts me in pretty close proximity. It's just north of where you have your boat, I believe, to uh, Cayo Costa, right. to uh, Book Grand, yep, and uh, so on and so forth. So okay, well, um, guys, when it all comes down to it, this is one of the most convenient ways, one of the least expensive ways. Uh, if you're somebody that doesn't want to spend a ton on having to get into the boating life, this is probably the way to go. And Kevin's done it the best in the fact that he even has the storage right here at the house. So if you are somebody considering boating and want to talk out these details, we have to have a sit down about it. But I just want to share these different ways of which you're going to have as options. And as Kevin said, there's a ton of stuff out there. You really have to research it. He's a research guy. I'm uh, an impatient guy. So <laughs> I, I get the, the basics and I run with it. But Kevin, thank you so much for your input. That was really valuable. And guys, if you want to know anything more about this, I can put you in touch with Kevin if you want to get into his brain to find out what might work best for you. Hey guys, yet another storage option for you. We've already been through the lifts. You see we got lifts here. There's a lift over here at this house too. But we've got this lift behind us. But the funny thing is, it's on vacant land. So this is another storage option 
for boating in Florida. If you want to eventually build a home on a site, you can go ahead, do this, put a seawall on the property, have the lift there, you can put a boat there, nobody can stop you from doing so. You wanna make sure there's power here because the lift won't work without the power. But this particular setup, this is my buddy's property, and he said he's brought a generator here before to even run this thing if he had to. So it can still be done, but this is another way for you to continue to boat in the area while you're getting yourself transitioned over. Okay, so that is a little bit more about boating options when you're living in Florida. If you want more information about living in Florida, the boating life, whatever it is you're looking for, check out one of these other videos. And if you need specific answers to questions that you haven't heard yet, then you've gotta do what everyone's doing. Call, text, or email, because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.